Welcome to Stack Attack, the PI Public Library Services podcast on books, culture, and everything related to the world of libraries. While Christmas always seems to be a frantic and busy time of year, it can also be a great opportunity to curl up with a good book, especially after you have finished eating your holiday dinner. In order to help Islanders find that perfect holiday read, we have assembled a number of our library staff from across the province to provide some recommended titles for you to explore. Hi, it's uh, Crystal Dion, the branch technician at the Montague Rotary Library, and I'm here with a few staff members from the PEI Public Library Service all across Prince Edward Island, and they are going to share some of their book recommendations. First up, I have Sue Gardner. She's the branch technician at the Murray Harbor Public Library, as well as the Murray River Leona Giddings Memorial Library. One of the books that I really, really enjoyed this year was Where the Crawdads Sing. I know it kind of had a lot of mentions on different lists and stuff like that, but I have to I have to say that it sort of hit all the marks with having a little bit of everything in it and a, and a great read besides. Had a great Cracker Jack ending. I was trying to make that a thing, Cracker Jack endings. The other book I really, really enjoyed was Hamnet by Maggie Farrell. Another great book about uh, kind of a fictional a fictionalized history of William Shakespeare's son. A beautiful, lyrical, lovely literary read. And I also loved Rules of Civility by Amor Tolls, and he's come out with a couple other ones that I'm sort of interested in looking at as well. I think he's on his third book right now, but I really enjoyed that one. It kind of had a nice black and white movie kind of feel to it. The language and the, the verbiage and everything was really, really fun. And as far as nonfiction's concerned, there's this really great salad book. It sounds silly, but... It was called Mandy's Gourmet Salads, and it was really wonderful. <laughs> a lot of great ideas in there. And I'm a big fan of Joanna Gaines's Magnolia Table, Volumes 1 and 2. She's got great, satisfies everyone kind of recipes in there. And my kids, as far as my kids' recommendations go, the one book that I've recommended to a lot of people, and they've all really sort of enjoyed it, is The Vanderbeekers of 141 Street. That's the series, I think they're on number five right now, but... Everybody that I recommend that to really, really likes it. And it seems to appeal to a broad range of ages, I guess. So yeah, those are kind of some of my recommendations this this year. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. We'll move on to, uh, we have a few other staff members here. So next up, we have Beth Clinton. She is the regional librarian for Queens County and works out of the Confederation Center Public Library and she is going to share some. I believe she's a graphic novel fan, so I think we're gonna get some good recommendations from that genre. Definitely a graphics novel fan. Do have four of those to mention quickly and then one that's not. But just to be right up front with with my recommendations, graphic novels, the ones I'm recommending are adult and they're geared for adults so they might look really cute and have nice pictures but uh you may want to double check to make sure they're appropriate for younger folks so i'm going to start with one that i just thought was one of the cutest things if you've ever wondered what your cat is thinking or dreaming about or if you just love cats or want to give a gift to a cat lover then penny a graphic memoir by carl stevens that's the book for you so Penny is a slightly chubby tortoiseshell cat, and she's both very deep and very practical thoughts. 
So it's kind of fun. And it's not a true memoir telling life stories, just sort of full of short vignettes all about Penny and her day as a house cat and, you know, hearkening back to her time on the streets as a kitten. So whether she's contemplating reincarnation or her love affair with the cat toys, I mean, it's just really charming. Great read would make a great gift for a cat lover. The next one is really just completely different, not really described as charming, but very entertaining. And it's called Basketful of Heads by Joe Hill. So it's really just like an 80s horror movie in graphic novel form. So it's really fun. It's really gory. As I said, it's set in the 80s. June is a teenager in love and she goes to visit her boyfriend Liam on an island off the coast of Maine. So if sort of the horror movie and the setting is sounding a little familiar, it's because Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. So that makes it sort of interesting. So of course, June goes to visit Liam and things quickly go downhill. And so you've got escaped convicts, home invasions, and of course, you guessed it, severed heads. So basically at the end, left to save the day and solve the murder mystery, are June, who you're cheering for the whole way with the help of a big old magical axe. As I mentioned, it's a bit gory. It's not for the faint of heart or the squeamish, but it's definitely fun. It's got some great graphics, some grown-worthy one-liners. So it's, it's, it, I really, really enjoyed that one. Quick mention for uh, one called Fangs by Sarah Anderson. And it's really just a sweet story of a romance between a centuries-old vampire and a werewolf. So lots of cute one-liners, visual gags. It's got a gorgeous red fabric cover because, of course, you know, red fabric looks kind of like blood. It's just really cute. And that one was charming too. And one that's it's just really interesting, I really enjoyed was Talking to Strangers, which is a graphic novel by Marianne Boucher. And she's an illustrator and a court reporter. And this is sort of the story of when she was a teenager in the 80s, and she ended up joining a cult. So this is a story of her time with the cult and, and how she got out of it with the help of her parents and everything. And it's just it's really fascinating. And as she's an illustrator herself, she, she drew it as well. So she did the whole thing. So it, it was just a, an interesting look at the 80s and a you know Canadian girl who gets dragged into this cult in California. It was definitely informative and, and a good read. And I'll throw in one that's not a graphic novel because I just liked it so much. It was Outlawed by Anna North, which I believe is on Reese Witherspoon's book club list. Really good. It's sort of a handmaid's tale told as a Western in this sort of take on the world Women are ostracized and sometimes they get hanged as witches if they don't produce children. So basically, this is a story of how one of these women, Ada, joins uh, the Hole in the Wall gang to escape that fate. And if you're all familiar with the Hole in the Wall gang, that was actually Billy the Kid's gang in real life. That was the name of them. And there is a character in here called the Kid. It's very interesting and just how they escape and how the world goes ahead and how they deal with their fate. It's a great read. That's awesome, Beth. I know we all have a cat lover or two in our life, so I think that that's a good one to share. (laughs) And moving on, we have a few other staff members joining us, and we're going to hear next from Hannah Norris. She is currently the branch technician at three of our rural branches in Kings County, the Surrey Public Library, the Morrell Public Library, as well as the Mount Stewart Public Library. And she's going to share a recommendation or two with us as well. I have two recommendations from books um, that I've read this past year. I'll start with the kind of adult fiction one. So the book I'm going to talk about is called Astra. It's by Cedar Bowers. It's her first novel. I think it was shortlisted for one of the big prizes this year. I don't remember which one. 
it was a super cool book that I just kind of happened to pick up. It tells Astra's life story. She grew up in a really remote commune in British Columbia, kind of had lots of trials and tribulations through her life. But what makes the book really cool, um, it's 11 chapters. And the first 10 chapters kind of in chronological order of her life are told by different people in her life. So she's never the narrator. So you get her entire life story from the lens of other people. And it's just kind of a cool concept to think about what your life would look out at like if um, the other people in your life are the ones telling the story and not you. And then finally, in the last chapter, Astra comes back and you kind of hear her final say on her life and her reflection on her life. But it was a really cool book. Great if you love like a strong female lead and family dramas. Also, if you were uh, fans of all of Kitteridge, this is going to be right up your alley. So Astra, that's my first one. My second one is kind of a stray for me. I, again, just kind of picked it up. I'm a big believer that when things are turned into TV or movies, then the book must have been just so good because obviously they made a movie or a TV show about it. So I just go and read the book. So I picked up the Shadow and Bone series, which is a teen, young adult fantasy series. And um, I am loving it. I'm on book three right now, but the reason it's kind of relevant is because it just got turned into a Netflix series this year. So that's where I started hearing about it was that it got turned into a Netflix series. And so I thought it must be good. So Shadow and Bone follows a, a young protagonist, Elena. She's an orphan with the hidden magical powers that allow her to summon the light. The series watches her understand and begin to control her powers and hope to defeat the darkness that has begun to stretch over her country. It's like a classic YA novel, lots of twists and turns, lots of, you know, pretty tame romance. Great if you love The Hunger Games and you love Divergent. Shadow and Bone is part of a trilogy, but there's two separate duologies as well that take place in kind of the same universe that the story is in. And there was a new release this year in one of those kind of side stories. So the series is still growing. So I think we're up to like seven novels, maybe eight now. So there's lots of room to kind of grow with the series. If you're trying to get somebody to start something new, I think it's a, a good place to start. That's awesome, Hannah. Thank you. One of the ones that I was going to recommend was Shadow and Bone as well. I have two teenage daughters and all three of us loved the book series and are enjoying the show on Netflix as well. I believe up next we have Jillian Mayen and she is a library assistant at the Confederation Center Public Library and she's going to share a, a pick or two with us as well. Turns out I read a lot of fantasy and a lot of YA fantasy. And when I was looking for books uh, to recommend, I also realized that lately I've been on a strong female empowering fantasy and a lot of witch fantasies. The first book I'm going to talk about is called The Once and Future Witches by Alex E. Harrow. It's about three sisters. They're all very strong. They've been separated over the years. So when you meet them, they become reunited and they're in a, a society that is very patriarchal. It's sort of historical as well. So the youngest one decides to become involved in the suffragist movement and ties in the right for women to vote as well as just bringing back witches' knowledge as well, which has been suppressed in the society. So it's a really well-written book. There's a lot of depth to it, a lot of themes that it explores, such as feminism, homophobia, race issues, and the action 
is, is great, as well as uh, the author's descriptions of magic. And the sisters' relationships are very interesting as well. And they are James Juniper, who represents the maiden, uh, Agnes Amaranth, who represents the mother, and Beatrice Belladonna, who is the crone. I highly recommend this book. It's, it, it's out all the time in the library. I actually bought my own copy because the cover was also very pretty, which <laughs> I'm a sucker for that as well, it's true. I have also loved the Sarah J. Mass series, which is YA, although it's pretty, it's increasingly adult as it goes along. Um, the Court of Thorns and Roses is the first book. I became aware of this because some coworkers of mine, the fourth book came out earlier this year and um, they were all very excited. So I thought, oh, I'll check this out. First book is set, it's like a Beauty and the Beast retelling in a way. And it follows the story of Thera, who kills a wolf, and she lives with her father and sisters. Uh, they're very poor, and she's the one who provides for the family. She kills the wolf one day, and that actually sets her life on a completely different course. There are just a lot of really great characters. And then as you follow the series, you, you really follow her story of becoming a very interesting character who uh, discovers a lot of strength in herself as well as powers and it's funny and it's pretty steamy too so it's a lot of fun to read but like I say the first book is very YA and I think we have them as YA in our system which means young adult but they do get pretty spicy which is fun but yeah just to warn you <laughs> to warn our readers so again if you're looking for presents or a series to get someone hooked on I highly recommend these. The other book I read, The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk, and it was in Canada Reads. It's another feminist book about witches, uh, women's right to be equal in society. It's sort of like a Regency romance meets witches, feminism. So again, all things that resonate with me. It's about Beatrice Claiborne. Um, she's the eldest daughter, and she must marry well to ensure her family's survival. Her family's in debt. So there's something called the bargaining season. So basically, it's where young eligible witches go to uh, try to get married and secure their futures. So it's based, and again, it's sort of in the historical sort of fantasy setting. However, she does not want to be married. She actually would like to practice her magic. Because the catch is in the society, when you're married, you have to wear a marriage collar. That inhibits a woman's power and magic. It's If you become married, you lose your power as well as your identity personhood. So her idea is to become a mage and help her family that way. And along the way, she meets a pair of siblings. One woman who also wants, does not want to marry and her, the woman's attractive brother who she falls slowly in love with. So then that leads her to make a decision. Should she follow her heart and marry this man and then give up everything who she is or should she try to follow her own path and you know does one choice negate another choice and is there a way around it so again it's it's just it's a well-written book and it's and it's pretty gentle it's suitable for young adults as well as adults themes that are about discovering your own power and what it means to be family it's a standalone book as far as I know too, which is also kind of nice in a way because it's not a it's not a huge commitment. That's great, Jill. Thanks so much for joining us. Next we have Sarah Bernath, and she is the branch technician at the Bibliothèque Publique, Dr. J. Edmund Arsenault. This is the French library in Charlottetown, and she's gonna share a few pics with us as well. 
Hi, it's Sarah from the Dr. J. Edmund Arsenault Library with two French adult novels that I read this summer and really enjoyed. The first one is Tout le Bleu du Ciel by Melissa da Costa. She's a young French author. And um, the story is about a young man. He's in his mid-20s and he gets diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. And he decides he doesn't want to spend the rest of his life, you know, whatever little time he has left in hospitals and being looked after by his parents. He wants to travel. He wants one last adventure. I loved the book. It was like this, just this beautiful breath of fresh air. It was so wonderful to travel with him. I think we've maybe forgotten how wonderful it is to hit the road, to go new places, to just to see new things and to be taken out of our routine. And um, so that's what this book offers. He um, hits the road, he finds a woman who agrees to go with him and to help him travel because of course his disease is progressive and so he know he knows he needs someone to look after him um and so yeah so it's the story kind of of their their uh, friendship that develops over the course of these travels but it's also this wonderful look at um different parts of france um and and i just really really loved it it's a beautiful beautiful novel I think everyone would really enjoy it. <laughs> and my other suggestion, it's another um, novel for adults. It's called Nous étions le sel de la mer. And it's by an author, it's a Quebec author, and her name is Roxane Bouchard. And so this is, this is in a way, it's kind of the opposite of the other novel. It's set in a very small um, very small town in the Gaspé and the whole novel takes place in this small town with these this eccentric cast of characters but what I loved about it was how good the author was at kind of situating us in this town and really making us care about these people and yes some of them are eccentric but it's it's never pushed too far you know, so some novels give us a bunch of eccentric people and the people are so eccentric that you kind of, you can't really focus on the story anymore. But this isn't that. So they're a little bit weird, but they're, they're interesting and very human. Uh, there are fishermen, of course. And then there's a, uh, the body of a woman is found in the water. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a crime story, but not really. And it's a little bit of a, fisherman's tale it almost touches on like magic realism but doesn't quite go there i love that kind of mix of genres there's not a lot of novels that are set i find in small quebec towns um, that are contemporary novels so i just yeah it was a um, just wholly original story and really really kind of addictive um, it's the first part of a series, so there's there's a new book, I believe, that was published this fall that features some of the same people, so I'm looking forward to reading that maybe this winter, and um, 
I hope everyone enjoys my two selections. So, Nous étions le sel de la mer by Roxane Bouchard and Tout le bleu du ciel by Melissa DaCosta. Stack Attack is a production of the PI Public Library Service. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that one of the titles our staff recommended will be your next great read during this holiday season. Many thanks to our staff with the PI Public Library Service who participated in today's episode and shared some of their favorite titles. And as always, we always love to hear from you. Share with us some of your favorite titles on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website, library.pe.ca, for the most up-to-date information on library services, resources, and programs. Thank you for listening, and on behalf of everyone at the PI Public Library Service, we wish you all a happy and safe holiday season.